He throws it away. He flings it away on fourth down. Aaron Donald got there. Donald takes his helmet off in celebration. He flips Burrow to the turf and forces the incompletion on fourth and one. He signals to his ring finger on his left hand. And you can build that man's statue out SoFi Stadium right now. The greatest of all time on defense does it in the biggest moment of Super Bowl 56. Rings for the Rams. A Lombardi trophy for Los Angeles. 23-20 is the final. It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's the footballiest time of the year. Yes, indeed, football fans and sports fans at large. It is indeed the footballiest time of the year. The NFL season now joins college football, and we are all better for it. Hi and hello, and welcome to Minus 3, along with Eddie Spaghetti over there behind the glass, bringing in Kevin Hench here in just a second. Want to tell you about, of course, make sure you head over as the NFL season is now here. Like I say, get over to Extra Points A-S-A and P extrapoints.com slash arcade. Get in on our NFL picks, the prop culture, all the rest of it, all the great shows getting you right for college football, pro football, and the rest of it. And of course, we have to cover the sad news. Yeah, the queen passed, but also so too did the cool cat spelled with two Ks. Two dynasties have left the big blue marble. Uh, The same week, it's sad times, but we're going to press forward here. The Cool Cats, of course, my fantasy football team dispatched in our semi-famous fantasy football league that involves the reigning champion from the year prior at the draft, the week of the NFL kickoff, and not a moment before, kicking out Survivor style, an owner of his choosing, John Hamm, a.k.a. Dick Whitman, Putting the dick in Dick Whitman, John Hamm chose, you know, I guess not a shocker since he's a, a, I don't know if it's public that he's an anti-Semite, but he is. Um, and he kicked out Damashek. Coincidence? I don't think so. Let's get the thoughts of an eyewitness seated not uh, four feet away from me <laughs> during this disgrace to not just myself, but to the Damashek family. An embarrassing moment, to be sure. Here he is, everybody. Last year's kick out. I'm the one who did it. Yeah. Uh, it's Kevin Hench. What's uh, the poop, uh, Okay, so, so as the person waiting in the wings to, to come in, when you got – I'm – I'm King Charles in your analogy of the queen okay. finally casting off this, this mortal coil, which I don't love, by the way. By the way. You don't talk, love King Charles? Talk about a tough act to follow. I mean, I think everyone's going to be bummed out. Uh, so my question to you, Sheck, is do you now hold the record for the two most shocking expulsions from our fantasy football league? Like – Nobody saw Tuesday night coming. Obviously, checkmate, which Sal, you know, engineered. So we're all hovering over a puzzle. 
to other people doing puzzles to see who can get it done first. I I mean, that was just a a level of diabolical evil that was so spectacular that could will never be surpassed. So you're definitely have had the most shocking expulsion on record. But does does Tuesday slot into the two hole as the second most shocking well, t- one big difference between when Sal kicked me out via puzzle and you're watching two people race to see who can get it done first and the loser presumably is getting kicked out of the league until you see as they finish their puzzles at the exact same moment, both puzzles read, checkmate, we'll see you next year, Dave, or whatever it said, something to that effect. It was very clever. You had to tip your hat. It was a humiliation, but I, like I say, the the surprise and the comedic value was there. This time around, apparently, uh, John Hamm left all his creative juices with flow, making the progressive ads, because there was nothing clever about this. This was lazily done. It was an attack. It made the league worse. I just hope everybody enjoyed their their time without uh, without the dynasty. I completely get it. You keep in mind, I grew up, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, in Pittsburgh, PA, dominant team of the AFC North and before that. AFC Central. So I understand John Hamm is bitter. One, I, I, you know, his career pivots to a large degree on his looks. And so it's not suitable to his career to be the second most handsome guy in the league. Oh, so he right, has to right, get right, rid right. of me on that Fair level. Point. Fair point. Anti-Semitic, two, another reason why he obviously wouldn't. Three, He's like the Cincinnati Bengals or the Cleveland Browns. Like he sees that the ceiling, he's going to keep bonking his head on the ceiling so long as the Pittsburgh Steelers are in the division. Cool cats are that, the dynasty of the fantasy league. So he got me out of the way. Congratulations. It'll be a cheap victory. There is so much wrong with all that raving lunacy, but I'll start with the fact. From Ham? I agree. It was hurtful. Well, obviously he's not the Browns or Bengals because the reason he was able to throw you out of the fucking league is because he's the champion. He just won the Super Bowl. So that analogy blows. But the the other thing that made it, while not crafted the way Sal did it, um, what I will say about Sal's thing is going into that, that kick out, you, you would have been like one of the co-favorites to get kicked out. So he had to engineer a diversion that made us all think you weren't getting kicked out. What was amazing about Tuesday night, and we got we to gotta remind our listeners what happened to John Hamm the time he was thrown out of our league. Okay, we are at Happy Endings Bar in Hollywood holding the draft for John Hamm to leave the aforementioned Mad Men to dry, to bust ass across town. I don't know if he's, you know, nominated for an Emmy, collected his Emmy. Like he's, we have a celebrity. He's, you know, every week he's in the fucking, he's in Vanity Fair, New York Times. uh, He was in, he was in, he was in tag. He's in the, he's, he's, you know, Don Draper is, is rule, ruling the world. He's in a series of insurance ads. You uh, know? So, on. yeah, I'm it's just trying to let everybody know so where he's from. In he busts his ass from the studio to get to our bar, to run upstairs, to commence, and Elliot kicks him out. You know, a, 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 Ham was as out of breath as Roger Sterling was when Draper walked him up the stairs after eight martinis and a bunch of oysters Ham's hustling to fucking get there from work. And then Elliot goes, you're gone. 
So it's not just that Ham and Trev had every reason to kick out Elliot and Mike. It's it's that I mean, obviously, the person that votes you out is the favorite. And I don't think this has ever happened before that someone hasn't voted out the person who voted them out the first chance they get. But Elliot did it in a fucking despicable way where it's like we made him hustle to get to the draft. So obviously, Elliot being in Scotland, kind of a chicken shit move. Right. So (laughs) because you've got it's got to be fun. It's got to be fun. So Elliot's in Scotland. Well, there was nothing fun. What was fun about that? It was the laziest execution of an execution I've seen. (laughs) You're like, I sat there. I can't be bothered to think about it beyond Uh, the fact that I I can't knock off the top tier power brokers uh, seated at this table here. Hollywood power uh, players who might be able to. Who, who, who might be able to uh, help me book Cocoon 3 in the Alfred Brimley role uh, for, the, for the reboot of that. Um, so I better not go after Hedge. I better not go after Simmons. They might be able to do something for me. Oh, I know who's a fun disposable punchline for all of us to laugh at as he tucks tail and walks out. Dave the Jew. That's what he. That's what he said. Who's well, kicked out? You didn't see the a video. People, a lot of people didn't hear it on the video when he said Dave the Jew. A lot of people. Dave didn't the hear Jew, it. get yeah. out. That's what no. he said to me. Uh, you, you heard sound, it. You le- You sound like Anne Boleyn's floating severed head. Com- like really a master swordsman. That's all you could come up with. Is just going to fucking decapitate me with a sword? That's that's all the thought you gave to this. Okay. Execution of the execution, notwithstanding. Thumbs down, but that's what you have to rate that. You're supposed okay. to be a creative but, mind. But, you have to okay. rate that. All right. You're just, but here's this, the thing. Let's, okay. The let's tension is it. everybody's relieved to not hear their name. So that's yeah. part of it. People don't feel bad for way, anybody you else. You me out last year. Like, God what, damn right what I am I supposed to be saying right now? I feel, oh my God, my fucking heart. Because you're a traitor. You ran infinite. off and, la- and joined the JV League of Bill infinite. Simmons. That, so you deserved sympathy. what you got. Infinite sympathy for this poor son of a bitch. Now, but let's get to, okay, moving past the, the you know, obviously. I, we'll what pick I football wanted, games in just what, a minute, everybody. What I, right. what I taught, what I said to you before the execution, what I wanted, like, I wanted Draper to fucking come in, in the suit, hair slicked back with a fucking script. Like I wanted him to walk around that table like he was trying to land the account. I mean, it would have been amazing. But of course, you know, like you said, that would have taken a a lot of effort. Right. He could have called up. He could have called up his uh, his um, TV show wife to come out and sing Zuby Zuby. You that would have been a great kick out moment. right? But no, he's too lazy to do that. Even flow. Oh, oh, they good. Oh, we get to be in your company. That's good enough. Oh, you. Oh, you've been on TV and in a movie or two. Tag right was the movie even, I'm thinking of. If, That's the one I saw if, him in on the big. I mean, screen. how great would it have been if? I mean, I didn't see it. Nobody did. But but you get my point. If even if uh, even if flow had just come through and and executed somebody, that would have just would have been dynamite. But. Let's go. Let's go to the merit. So we've we've beaten the execution of the execution to death. Now I told you I was on the chopping block. I told you that. Let's talk about merit. So we would be remiss if we did not discuss the reason given by the champion for his choice 
of execution. He he pointed out, and I think it's valid. Oh, please don't be this person. Don't be a weirdo. The guy who lost the fucking trophy. Who gives, who gives a that, crap? Who gives why a, are you the really? only person who thinks this is a non-event? John Hamm is a 63-year-old man. What does he care about a dumb football trophy for? What the what what, what value would that have in his life? He you hold that up to fine. If you're, you know, if you're, uh, you know, some random uh, person winning a thing, yeah, a trophy might enhance your life. But this is a guy who's been in multiple commercials with Flo. I mean, he needs a trophy for what, for validation. Like Come saying, on. I mean, Yarmir Yager's 63. He's still out there skating. He thinks the trophy is important. The trophy with all our names on it, that's not important. I mean, what the fuck? How could a hockey fan say the trophy with all of our names on it is not important? I don't know how you, this idea that you lost the trophy and you shrugged and there was never an overture of, guys, by next draft, I'll have it remade, repaired. I it's insane. First of all, first of all, I mean, that's a, maybe we need to hire a PI to, to investigate this. That, that stands for uh private investigator for the John Hams of the world who wouldn't know that what, what that means, but um, to investigate what happened to the trophy, I think we're assuming too much by saying Damashek lost it. Was it last seen in my company? Yeah, but that that I don't think that's reason enough to charge me with a felony just Tall, yet. Tall handed it to you. And in fact, Tall had to tell the story of when custody of the trophy was transferred to you. And and then and now we don't have the trophy. So that PI is probably gonna start with you in the investigation. Uh, you know, unless you think Kyle Bauer swooped down uh from up the coast. To make you look bad, I don't like. It's insane. Anyway, I don't know where the trophy Hamish went. I can't lost imagine our it. Fantasy football trophy, and John Ham threw him out of the league as a result. Who do you think? Well, I, you know what? Maybe I have become cavalier about the value of the trophy since I win it all the time. It's kind of like oh, another championship, you know. But the glory uh, earned from that—that that I, you know, I don't need the physical trophy to bask. In the glow. I know. Why do the Patriots insist on having those fucking six trophies displayed at the facility? Why, what is what is everyone's obsession with trophies? Listen, you're out of your mind. You're out of the league. That, and you're out of so your mind. you think it's ju- you think that's justified? You think that's justified versus uh, people who don't pay their dues as uh, uh, who are called out? People who who willfully bash and root against John Ham's teams, and I I would never do that. You know, I I, I want to see happiness for my pals out there. I don't want to see sorrow out there. I guess John Ham's a little bit different. <laughs> and and maybe you look too. obviously, I assumed like everybody that the minus twelve thousand ticket was going to cash. And he was going to lop off Elliot's head. Elliot, ironically, hiding where Eddard Stark started Game of Thrones with a decapitation. Uh, Elliot manages to survive. Um, but uh, yeah, you know what? It's going to be a relaxing year for you. I, I, lo- I love the I love the praise to for Ham. Oh, it's, oh, he's in Top Gun too. Yeah, like for him, it was a documentary. He played a jerk. I mean, great, real, real stretch 
for you, uh, pretty boy. Well, guess what? You can reclaim your throne, I guess, as the most handsome in fantasy football while Damashek sits on the sidelines. I'll tell you, I, I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I know there are a lot of bad times going on for a lot of people in our nation's borders and beyond, but I don't think, I don't think we can all agree no one suffered more so far in the calendar year 2022 than Dave Damashek did this week. Well, I don't know, because uh, the way Spaghetti just checked his watch, it seemed like he was suffering from this 20-minute intro on our fantasy football team. Spaghetti, you see that. You're an empath. That was mean-spirited by Ham, right? I, I actually found this pretty entertaining, and I think, you're, Dave, you're not getting enough credit uh, for your, your firing back towards Ham uh, on Twitter. I think it's pretty comical. And even your rant just now, you ran on uh, extra points today as well. Very, very funny. So this was uh, great content for the well, league. It, I feel like it's only fair, right, because Hench did get kicked out last year. Dave got kicked out this year. So next year, minus three, hopefully both of you guys will both be in the league together competing. Well, I'm definitely going to be in the league because uh, the Drenchmen are putting their name on – Oh, never mind. But the no Drenchmen are going to win it. I no guess one we'll cares about that league. This is the last we will hear about what the goings on of the Blunt League 2022. This is your you last say. I'll you just, have four seconds. You know what? I'll just do a screen grab of the website, of the CBS website. That, that'll that be enough for me. I don't need a trophy. Uh, I, so, um, but I will say this. Well, maybe sure. if, he wins, if he wins an ace award for the flow ad, uh, maybe that can replace the trophy. Think of how relaxing, and this will be a good segue. I'm talking Uh, about the flow ad number 11 in the ongoing. See, how many has he done of those? We got, yeah, we got the joke. We all got to make a living. Come on, man. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't, don't go low just because he went low. Um, But you're going to have a very relaxing year. No fantasy Mm -hmm. football team and Mm -hmm. Steelers poised to go six and 11. Wow. You're going to talk mm -hmm. about a no sweat. Talk about a no sweat year. Now that's a cheap shot. That's that that goes too far. Okay, in my well, let's book. Talk but I will say as we jump into pro football scheduling alert, uh want to promote something. My schedule is a little fuller than you might think because on Tuesday night upcoming 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, the launch of a lifelong dream come true. I've always wanted to be a game show host. I always thought I was tailor-made for it. Before the advent of, let's find a celebrity to host a game show. Who makes these decisions to do primetime game shows and then you get a celebrity to host it? What you need is a smarmy guy who isn't entirely loathsome, but not fully trustworthy either, and you don't know exactly where he's coming from. Who does that describe? Dave Damashek, that's who. He's pushy, he's cheap. You know, you know, wait a second. That you're playing from John Hamm's playbook when he talks about Jews. Um, <laughs> well, that's the joke. Uh, well, okay. what is the game show? Uh, we're, we are going with Mr. Lister, a list-based sports trivia game. This is, uh, of course, old news to you, Kevin Hench, because we have loved doing it. Two sports nerds, Sal being another one. We love sitting around and coming up with little categories of sports lists. I think, Hench, you and me loved always the Art Ross, which is the scoring champion in the NHL and naming uh, human beings that have won the Art Ross Trophy. One uh, going back and forth until one guy can't name another name on that list. That is going to be the core of the show with some mirth surrounding it, of course. You can call in. It's on Spotify Live. 
It's Mr. Lister. We appreciate you checking in in advance. In the inaugural episode, the guy you see on CNN doing all the legal analyst is also uh, analysis is also a diehard Philadelphia sports fans. Ellie Honig's going to join us, and so too is trivia whiz Bald Brian from the Adam Carolla oh show. My God. So and a heavyweight matchup it, right out of the gate, and you're launching it on the on the one week anniversary of John Hamm's execution of your execution. I mean, I, I don't know how that's relevant at all. Well, and it's Tuesday. Keep, I'm just saying it's Tuesday. If you keep it up, you're gonna you're gonna ah. end up not getting to participate. And I had high hopes well, for you as, think, a, as, a, you know, as another I, sports I trivia as, heavyweight. As, I mean, obviously, our listeners are dying to hear that we're both taking the Steelers in the points this week. But I, we should remind everyone of of exactly how our love affair started. I mean, it's so funny that you're doing this show, which obviously I'm all in on, but spaghetti. I mean, maybe you've heard it, but but it's worth retelling. Damashek and I are both being considered to write on a sports trivia show. And so the existing executive producer, I guess the job interview is like, okay, you guys play against each other. So you think you're going to go in and go like, I like sports. I don't know. Like, I, I, and then suddenly you're at a like makeshift podium and, and the category is all time 500 home run club. It's every major leaguer has hit over 500 home, home runs. So like Sheck and I, before we know anything about each other, backstory that he you know, went to high school where my uncle taught, like, you know, before I know what a great guy he is. You know, one of the good ones, as I try to tell Ham, when Ham's on his fucking rants about the Jews, I, you know, but anyway, so before we know anything about each other, we are going deep, deep into the Eddie Matthews, Jimmy Fox. We are going deep into the 500 home run club. Like we are like, and this is back when it was a little more pure before the fucking Sosa's and Sheffield's like, I don't know. Come on. But anyway, so Sheck finally grinds to a halt. Can't come up with a guy. And then he uh, he's like, damn it. And then I say to him, it's okay. I know them all. <laughs> like, I, I was like, I was like, you were never going to win because I have them memorized and have since I was eight years old. But anyway, so the baseball, the baseball language for that is Hench has a perfect game going, a lifelong perfecto going for making atrocious first impressions. <laughs> I do. I do make terrible first impressions. You never would have. You never would have beat me anyway. Beat me. Don't don't worry about it. Um, so so that so but anyway, but also a lot of respect because I was like, this guy knows his shit. I'm sure we did other categories, and I was like, oh my god, this and you know, it's so funny as people are probably realizing right now as this intro reaches the 30 minute mark. Um, Sheck and I, this is, this is, this has been our whole lives together. So Sheck and I will go to the draft, assuming we don't get kicked out or even the shaky's banquet after the football season, then Sheck and I'll walk to our cars. And then if you drive by shaky's two and a half hours later, we're still talking. You're like, you're kidding. Great Gatsby, my favorite novel too. Like we just can fucking just flap the gums endlessly uh as wow well. so wait a second so that so so you don't do that to everybody i'm the one who gets bogged down for i mean for yeah, real we, i always wondered like that must just be so that really is when you bring 
to you know yeah. that it really just then explodes. I don't know. I'm going to try and put this in terms you can understand. But like we go together like knishes, and I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Shmear on your bagel. Uh, I'm already. I'm already out. All right. Um, I, anyway, you know, I'm down in the dumps, down in the dumps. That's it. I said it on, uh, on, uh, extra points already. My picks are now revealed in full for 2022. Go, uh, follow me on social media at Damashek. You will see them all revealed. I have them in column form, in, uh, in article form, in audio form with Sal. And now to, um, reiterate to you, Eddie Spaghetti and the minus three audience, and keep in mind, this I people love the oh Damashek, such a homer, such a homer. A homer is somebody who cannot see straight where their team's concerned. This is seeing straight, predicting that team's record six straight years as I did. Now, ties in the last couple of years have gotten in the way of that. 2022, the Pittsburgh Steelers will go. The bad news first, third place behind the second place Bungles, first place Ravens. The good news, they're going 10 and 7, and they're getting the seventh seed in the AFC playoffs. Here we go, Yins. Here we go. What do you think of that, Hench? Wow. You think that's too uh, strong? Uh, you know, I disagree. Okay. However, however, I do think um, they're going to play tight games, right? Right? 17 sure. 13. So right. I think anytime they're getting a number like they're getting this week, that's a good time to be on the black and gold. True? I, you know, I I feel like a lot of people are picking the Steelers this week, uh, getting six and a half. Is I just want to make sure that's the most up-to-date number we have there. It's it's uh, moved around a little bit over this uh, last week here. I feel like a lot of people are tying the upcoming Sunday to what everybody saw in week one, 2021, in Buffalo. I think they're... and. Certainly makes sense, and the case that I make in support of taking the do- the the Steelers uh, going into Queen City is that Joe Burrow had I think it was his appendix or something removed, kind of like John Ham removed me. Inessential. That's how I was like. You couldn't take out Bill Simmons. Heaven forbid. He's the liver or hench. He's a heart. Damashek, gallbladder. I mean, we get not ideal, but we can survive without him. Get him out of here. That's how I was treated. Anyhow. Yeah. The gallbladder, um, the most the most Jewish of all the organs. <laughs> That's what Ham said. It doesn't even make sense, but all right. The, uh, the, uh, um, I almost went down some dark territory there, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to skip it. Well, hey, and say that. Like, while we're on the Steelers, which we probably have to get off of because. Okay. But while we're speaking of dark territory, that's what the doctors went into, uh, the torso of one Joe Burrow cool as it gets, but I don't know as a human being, if he's ready to stand in there and take licks, he's going to be a little gun shy. Right. So that's the says to me. Well, I, that the Steelers I have a chance. I, I appreciate that. But I'm going um, Bengals if for, for but, the record. I'm Bengals. Oh, you are? To cover yeah. that big yeah. number. That's weird. So we're on the opposite. Even though we have opposing views of how the season is going to unfold for the Steelers, in week one, we're on, on the opposite side. Okay. I And I'll ask you. I mean, obviously, the Mitch Trubisky jokes endure, right? That They'll, they'll never be not funny. But – Honestly, do you think 
That's an actual downgrade from the 400-pound man who was playing quarterback for them last year. <laughs> You know, some of our audience reaches out pretty much every week because we dare to discuss the name Tom Brady, who, by the way, I'm pretty sure is regarded universally as the goat of pro football, which is our favorite sport on minus three. So it, it's uh, it shouldn't stun you that we revisit the life of Tom Brady at every opportunity. It happens to be an interesting factor in the football season. But you, but um Somehow, uh, poor Big Ben still taking shots from uh, from uh, Hench. Um, I think practically, you know, I mean, the, the pe people like to address that as though like Mitch Trubisky is a big downgrade from Big Ben. Well, we're not talking about 2011 Big Ben. Obviously, we're talking about the immobile guy and the thing. And I don't put too much stock in what we see in preseason, but you've known for the last 18 months or so that a position that is not a position of strength for the Steelers is the offensive line. So practically speaking, the ability to move the pocket, roll the guy away from pressure before it arrives is a virtue that Mitchell Trubisky has. And by the way, so too does Kenny Pickett that Roethlisberger didn't have in his 17th and 18th season. So great. I do You're think, great. I do think it's a mild upgrade. I think the thing that is kind of playing with words, but applies here is the Steelers are a better roster, but that doesn't mean that they're in store for a better year. I think they have a chance to do that, but just because you like a roster at versus what you saw on paper a year ago doesn't ensure that the team's going to, the result's going to be better, obviously. Um, I, I, I think the Patriots, the Patriots are going the other way. Hollowed out, terrible roster, and then they're going to sneak up on people. I, well, uh, let's get into that, and then we'll give our game picks here. I want to kind of work uh, back to front, um, but about the Patriots and, and their standing in the standings upcoming here is, um, you know, I said to Will Brinson uh, on Minus 3 earlier this week, a really good episode with uh, one of our favorite guests. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Um, some college football talk, too. But um, I, to me, the Patriots and Dolphins – side by side or individually, but they're kind of tied together in my brain at least. And not just because Belichick is the one who started the entire Dolphins mess. Ooh, did I text the wrong guy? Um, thing. I, it's funny how far, how long ago that all seems. I can't see straight the Dolphins and Patriots. Of all the teams in the NFL, those are the two stayaways for me. And that includes week one. I don't know. I, I can't make sense of what's going to happen in South Beach in week one. Let's pick that one first. But then I want to go. Uh, otherwise, I want to hear your Super Bowl okay, picks. You know, and, uh, and I mean, playoff you might, contenders have, you might have the uh, same um, difficulty separating. Although you're, you're, you think the Steelers are going to go 10 and 7. So you're you're optimistic. Okay. First of all, one thing you have to understand is that the Dolphins beat the Patriots in Miami when the Patriots are good. Okay. Right. So, you know, I mean, the, the craziest thing about the, the Brian Flores firing was like four and two against the Patriots. It's four and two against Bill Belichick. Let's get, let's get rid of this guy. So, I mean. Did I text even, the wrong Brian? Even when, <laughs> uh, even when the Patriots No, you got the right good, one, Coach Belichick. You got the right one. So even when the Patriots are good, um, they're this is a house of horrors for them. You know, they just don't play well down there. So uh, that number, I, I just think this, this is the year that it 
falls off the cliff. This is the mm. year to me that it's it's actually one and five in the division and five and twelve on the season. So I'm Jesus you know very God. down uh, on Weird. the roster. Um, as we've talked about on this podcast, uh, you know, J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore are going to the playoffs. They just happen to be playing for the Chargers and the Colts, you know, like so, uh, you know, we'll find out right away when when you you know, when when Jalen Mills is your guy uh, and you're you know, you're starting against Waddle and Tyreek Hill. You know, we're just you know, and and actually it's funny watching all the Alabama quarterbacks, like just basically every Alabama quarterback going into, you know, starting. And I know fantasy is different, but it is wild that Jalen Hurts was told, if you want to play football, you're going to have to go to another college. That, he's, like, that wow, he would wow. seem to, if you had to choose one in fantasy or to be your real QB, you might, I think the majority of people would choose Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah, of course, you know, like, I mean, fantasy is distorted, but I think even if you were just choosing a quarterback to win a game, so Jalen Hurts is like, wow, what have you done for me lately? I guess I got to go to Oklahoma, uh, put up a crazy amount of numbers, and now, and I know that, that two has been dinged a little bit, but like, so now, you know, talk about redemption for Jalen. Uh, so, so I think if you... If you had to take those three quarterbacks, you know, I, I agree with you. You would take Jalen first. And we'll see with Mac Jones, but I'm not sure he's better than Tua. Tua, everyone is comparing to the Tua we met, to that that crazy dime where we're like, oh, he's going to rewrite all the record books. And so now it's like he's obviously not going to rewrite the record books. And so we're always down on Tua. Matt Jones, unathletic, you know, look at that body, low expectations, took the team to the playoffs. Like, but so I would, you know, Jalen would be number one. And then two of Matt Jones is, is a coin flip. And then if you look at the people around them, I just think the Dolphins are better and the Patriots are finishing last in that division. I think the Jets catch them. Well, I, talk about bias. I am biased against going against Belichick at this point. I just, uh, I will need to see a five and twelve before I believe that that's really something that can happen. I Matt Patricia being an offensive coordinator makes no GD sense to me, but let's see it play out before I can weigh in with at least with my wallet on that one. My brain is coming around to the idea of Tua having a good year. You hear he worked with Drew Brees, and then. The other side of my brain asks the question, that sounds like something, but is there any evidence of Drew Brees coaching up other guys? I don't know that he has any record of like, yeah, I took this kid under my wing and now look how he's thriving. I don't know about well, that. The one pedigree thing, and McDaniel and the weapons. I can talk myself we into know, the Dolphins. We know for sure that we can actually glean from that interaction. If Drew Brees was talking about football and Tua didn't fall asleep, He's got some serious concentration capacity. That's incredible. <laughs> Maybe too is like, hey, Drew, let me help you out. Let's not just have one-sided mentorship here. You know how I put those giant and ink black crucifixes on my face? You get one on your left cheek. It'll really cover up. You know what? You know? Um, you know, mutually beneficial uh, session between those so when two. You take a, when you take a five-step drop to a, your sleep, I know. I don't know. It's something about your voice. I don't, I'm sorry, Drew. 
<laughs> don't talk about football. All right. I issued my pick on extra points. I'll give it to you again. My pick is, I know the cynics like to say, well, but Dave, you always pick the Chargers. No, I picked them last year. I don't pick the Chargers every year to get past the Chiefs. I've done it the last couple of years. Guess what? I'm sticking with the Chargers. I believed in them then. I believe in them now. And they will play kind of on the other side. Two, two guys at the opposite ends or close to it of their careers. Justin Herbert on one side, Aaron Rodgers on the other. I'm going to ride with the Packers and assume that Rodgers understands he's still the main man. He just doesn't have to do it all. He should be deferential to the defense, the power run game, like Peyton was before him, John Elway in the late stages of his career. Other examples out there. You know, take your foot off the gas. Don't put so much pressure on you, 12. Wait, uh, wait, hold on. Let, just hold on. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm maybe diminishing before our very eyes, but the Packers play the Vikings in Week One, right? And I'm taking the Vikings in that one too. Oh, okay. I just thought I, the way I heard that was like you were talking. Okay, so you're saying Herbert's on the rise over here. Rogers is is in the twilight. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I also like the Vikings against the Packers, but while you were. On the Chargers. That's my Super Bowl pick, though. My Char- That's my Chargers Super Bowl Packers pick. is. A, is that this right? is crazy. By the I way, I've already bet it. I got it at plus fourteen hundred. So and, 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 and privately, we both now? agree that John Ham rides his looks, and and that's what carries the day. And his acting is uh, John is John mediocre. Hamm, John Ham and and, and, and and you know we can pause the recording because I don't I don't want him to hear this. But John Ham, kidding, of course. John Hamm is not only a, a towering dramatic actor with one of the iconic dramatic characters of all time, but his fucking turns on 30 Rock and Kimmy Schmidt, who has more range than that guy? You know, I mean, the Fletch trailer is unbelievable. You're, you're just wrong. You're wrong about, about John Hamm. I know you're kidding, but even your kidding is wrong. You have any he's, dignity? He's a major, he's a major talent. He's a major talent. He's so talented. He, even even if he looked like spaghetti, he'd be successful. Oh, you you, you want to praise Kim Jong Un while you're at it? Go ahead. Underrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have the same Super Bowl pick, Eddie Spaghetti. Lay yours on us here. I am like, I've been on the Chargers. I got in on the Spaghetti. What is that now? Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Let me pull it up here on the season. It's 82 to 1. If the Chargers beat the Packers, it's 82 to 1. The Chargers wow. to win is plus as for uh, plus fourteen hundred Super Bowl oh, winner. All right, Chargers. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't make that much money with my my precocious uh, early season pick, early preseason pick. But I, I love everything about the Chargers. You know, I just love the 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 age of the roster, the trajectory, and um, you know, it, I, I don't really defensive rankings in fantasy. It's like I, who knows, but like you're like. They're going to get after it, right? I mean, they have. So I threw, I did that move where I nominated the Chargers defense at $2 just to prevent any wise guys. And then sure enough, uh, was was told if you'd nominated them for a dollar, people were going to come in at $2. But at $2, you get it. And uh, so I love that defense. Obviously, um, that offense is so loaded. What do you what do you prepare for uh, with with that running back and that quarterback? 
Uh, so, wow. Well, well, we're, we're going to have to, if we, we well, the line is the line should be uh, the offensive line. That is, should be a, a position of strength for them. Finally, after so many moons of it being the opposite, they beefed up on the interior of the defensive line, at least as important is remember Kenneth Murray was supposed to be a stud coming out of, uh, Oklahoma. I think he arrives unless there's some, uh, undercovered injuries that I'm not aware of, but, you know, talking with Matt Money Smith and Daniel Jeremiah, I mean, they, they remain hip on him. And you talk about guys who can tackle on the back end. Derwin James is a hammer if he just catches a break in uh, in terms of health as well. They really are flawless. And by the way, the people who are down on like, I don't like the coaching there. I don't like going for it on fourth down. Maybe it requires some mental adjustment, spiritual adjustment. If you're a player on the field, like, we're really going for it again here. If you understand that, you know, we always praise John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson when he's like, gotta love a head coach that always wants to go for it. He asks Lamar what he wants to do. Well, of course, the players on the field always want to go for it. He gets outsized credit for asking Lamar like he wasn't already going to go for it. But I think once you get in a mindset of that aggressive spirit, it's beneficial to you and the opponent fears you doing it. It becomes that that math of what does the other team not want us to do? We have to do that. I think Justin Herbert, to your point, and the weapons around him is like, that's a scary proposition yeah. whenever they're going for it at any spot on the field. You're the defense be on your makes, deal, that, so. uh, makes that tackle on third and five and can't get up and run off the field, right? They just never, they right. can never start jogging to the sideline, which is all they want to do. That would be great video, by the way, just those, that fucking sideline cam, the quarterback just going, we've got the best punter in the league. Why are you even thinking about going for it, coach? You're insane. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky saying yeah. to Tomlin, like, have you seen the offensive yeah. line, man? Come on. I don't want to <laughs> take mean, another hit that I don't have yeah. to just punt it. Just- uh, all right. So so let, while, we're, while we're on the Chargers, like, you know, I the Raiders, I mean, the whole division, we've talked about it so much. It's such a crazy year going into that division. And the Raiders seem like everybody's wild card, like could literally be the wild card, could be in over their heads. There's so much new there uh, with McDaniels and, and Devante. And it's like, but the one thing that I feel about the Raiders and Carr in particular is they tend to overperform whatever the expectation is. Hmm. You know, that 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 they're that they they do more with less. And now maybe you have more, right? I mean, if you're, you know, I, I mean I still I still like the Chargers, but I'm I'm, you know, I, I like that Chiefs under, as we've been saying, you know, and it's like these those six games are pretty brutal. Um, you know, and, and let's say the Chiefs go three and three in the division. Are they getting to 11 wins? I, you know, the Raiders, well, the, the conversation has been since pretty much since Russell Wilson landed in Denver is like, how I, you know, my, my thought is like, put them in one, two, three, four order. It's, I, I love when divisions have that look of like, and you know, if Deshaun Watson were starting, I guess you wouldn't include the Steelers in this conversation, what I'm about to say. But I love when you could say, like, I can make a case that that team's going to win the division and you can make a case they're going to come in fourth place. I really think that's true in uh, in the AFC West this year. You can make a, a reasonable argument against any of these teams as much as you can make a positive one. I like the Raiders. I still say Derek Carr has not gotten enough enough credit and all the guys who 
performed in the back half of 2021 for that Raiders team. It's crazy what happened with them, with their coach and rugs and, and all that. And they made the playoffs and they had they the Bengals. The they they really had the Bengals on the rope. So if you, if when people um you know, just walk past the Raiders like, wow, the Broncos, I'm excited about them. And by the way, I'm excited about the Broncos too. I think they get a wild card. I go, your number one seed in the AFC. I, I think the juice is worth putting something on the Colts. I can hear the case about the Ravens. I can hear it about the Bengals. I'm go, I, I, I know it's not fun. I'm going with the Bills. I think they do wind up. I think they understand that the regular season now serves the purpose of putting them in the best spot. This season is all about going to the Super Bowl for the Bills. I think that they're playing for that. They understand nothing in the regular season matters other than getting that one seed, but they will be judged on what happens in January, not on what happens in in October. So I go with them as the number one. Green Bay, not terribly exciting on the other side, your number one seed in the NFC. Um, And I am joining the pack, going with the Eagles over the Cowboys in the NFC East. I guess those are my uh, my juiciest observations, unless you count um, saying the Ravens are going to get past the Bengals in the AFC North. As uh, well, let me ask you this: because we, so so we, you know, we're moving around, but we we do, we, you 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 trying to get our my seasonal great, stuff great. out. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's just you know what it's like. It's like we're in the Shakey's parking lot and we're just fucking talking for two and a half hours about the Titans and F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, so Carson Wentz. According the to the text, stood, the man who stood still, the Carson Wentz, the, the, according to the text that Sal sent me this morning, first quarterback in NFL history to start for three different teams th- week one, three consecutive years. Pretty, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. This is my question and I have my answer. Will Carson Wentz become the first quarterback to lose consecutive games to the same team for two different teams. Abysmal performance to cost the Colts the playoffs against the Jags in a a shocking loss. And then I looked at it. His other game against the Jags where they won was dog shit. He threw like 63 passes in those two games, averaged under six yards of completion, uh, just, just shit the bed, cost the Colts the playoffs. Now, guess who you open with? Uh, the Jags at home. And, and you know, I've been moving on to the Jags all offseason as, as the team that's going to finish second in that division. Me too. And I, and, I, and I really like them week one against the Commies. Uh, and, and then, and, and so, well, first your thoughts on that. I don't know how I missed in all these narrative-based week one matchups of Bake versus the Browns and everything else. I don't know how I missed Wentz v. the Jags, who who literally are the reason that he had to leave Indianapolis and move to our nation's capital. And I'm with you also that they are going to put another nail in his coffin. I don't know if it's the last one, but the sooner they jump to Sam Darn, uh, Sam Howell, the better chance he has is my uh, my dark horse pick to be the offensive rookie of the year, Sam Howell, uh, for the commies. But but I agree with what you said. I like the Jags in week one. And, you know, I, I keep saying it, but, you know, scouts get a lot of things wrong. It, it, it's a crapshoot to some degree. They don't get wrong. 
this guy can't miss this quarterback. There's no way this guy can miss barring, you know, significant injury. They're not going to be wrong about Trevor Lawrence. He's, you know, he should be a plus factor from week one now with Doug Peterson. You know, the herb stuff was weird. I think you just throw out whatever happened in his rookie season. And the defense has some real pieces. So, yes, I'm with you on the Jags being And, and ironically, a nice team. When, you're, when you're handicapping this game and you're getting a little – you're getting some point. You're getting two and a half there. Um, and you look at the quarterbacks – they weren't wrong about Wentz. He was going to win the MVP. And then he had a catastrophic injury. They're not going to be wrong about Trevor Lawrence either. And he's going to this, you know, he's going to make that sophomore step. And it's like, I, I just think you have a significant advantage at that position. And you have some other advantages too. And you're getting points. Okay. We love the Jags. Now, what I want to do with the Jags is parlay them. Spaghetti's going to get excited. I want to parlay the money line. Jags and Giants. Okay, I, hmm. I I know we were you know before we got on the air you you know you're saying that that, that Derrick Henry's fine they're going to run the ball. I am I think the Giants are going to be better and the Titans are going to be worse. That's how I feel about this overall season. So I think they're going to have the same record as a matter of fact. Okay, seven and ten. So, so so you get if you parlay the Jags and the Giants, uh, that is that is six to one return. Um, now. When you look at the Titans, you're like, okay, maybe Derrick Henry's fine. A lot of miles on the tires. Got dinged. First kind of significant ding. Okay. Then you the Harold Landry injury, as we spoke about last week, like that's, that's, that's no joke. And then, as you've talked about, your quarterback has just announced he's in a bad headspace. Like, I'm a, I'm a mess. It just seems like there are enough factors there. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I still have a little bit of belief in Danny Dimes. I actually think if this is the, if this is the coach that's going to unlock him, I do think there is something there and there are some weapons there. And if Saquon can play an entire week without getting hurt, I just think those two road dogs parlayed to win outright. That's my, that's my exotic pick of the week. It's very fun. Um, I'm not going to mount too strong an argument against it. Um, that my point about Derrick Henry is, that, I mean, you know, I, people say that whatever game the analyst is up in the booth calling, he has to get hyperbolic. I don't know why that's a requirement. Like this, this young man may be the finest at his position in in uh, in our whole league right here. But then they'll say the same thing about the guy who they're watching next week too. But it really is as the as Derrick Henry goes, the Titans go, you know, I know they got the number one seed while he was sitting down for a long stretch there, but now you factor in 17 in his own head, Malik Willis now looming on the bench, no Harold Landry, no AJ Brown. Yeah. It's a regression season for the Titans, a possible boost for, for the giants, but I'm not putting my dollars behind the Giants when I don't know what the impact the Dable is until we start to see it play out a little bit. Spaghetti, though, you're going, no, you're on the fence on that one too, on the Giants. 
game. Right? I agree with what Hench was saying about the Giants and about the Titans in general. I do agree Giants should get better. I agree the Titans should probably get worse just due to you know player loss, and I do think the attrition will eventually uh, come into play with Derrick Henry. But I don't know about Week One. I mean, the Titans t- like you know they still were a playoff team. They still are a tough team. They're a well coached team, and the Giants have a lot of you know moving parts around, a lot of new pieces. Like they're relying heavily on Wandale Robinson, never played a snap in the NFL. Evan Neal, right tackle, never played a snap in the NFL. They just cut Blake Martinez, who was their captain and their leading tackler until he got hurt. Um, one of the best tacklers at the linebacker position in the league. Um, so there's a lot of pieces they're relying on now. You know, Xavier McKinney, who missed a lot of time last year. I know he's an Alabama guy. He's wearing the green dot. So there's a lot of things where I'm like, okay, how is this going to work out? But um, I, I think I could see the Titans pulling away at the, like, the end of that game. The Giants could probably lose like a you know eight nine ten point range so like the whatever it is now five and a half six and a half i'm a little dicey with that but uh, i think i generally do agree with the points Titans hey while we're doing these together. while we're doing these spaghetti before we get in deep to week one give us your super bowl pick here yeah I, I, that was a few topics ago um so my super bowl prediction and i'll start with the AFC do the winner. same as me and hench you'd be cute if we all threw I, the same one the, I will admit the Packers were in the mix for it, but I, I think so. My AFC one's a little bit more uh, digestible. Uh, I think it's the Bengals, and I know people have this weird thing where oh, they played the Super Bowl last year and they lost, so there must be a hangover. Like, what what does that actually mean? Like, they improved this offseason, they got better. Like, I understand that Burrow had the appendix thing, but you know, us three can have an appendix surgery and be fine in a few weeks. They added pieces to their offensive line. That was their biggest issue last year in the playoffs. We saw that in the Titans game, especially. Joe Mixon makes life easier for him. The receiving core. Probably the best in the NFL. I mean, you have Jamar Chase, you have uh, you know uh, uh, Tyler Boyd, you have all their pieces there. Like they have so much depth at that position, and their defense is it's a pretty good defense. I like their secondary a lot, so I, I think that the the Bengals should get back to where they're supposed to be. Um, you NFC say side, weird thing. You say it's a weird thing. It's not a weird thing when you know in the 21st century half the teams don't make the playoffs. That, I mean, that's you know black and white fact. Well, I'll read this then. The since 2000, this is all, a shout out my uh, former roommate Dustin, uh, who does the kind of work. Super Bowl since the year 2000, Super Bowl champs have started the season at an average of 16 to one odds. 14 of the 22 Super Bowl champs since then have been 10 to one or longer odds, and the only preseason favorites to win were the 06 Colts, the 16 Pats, and the 18 Pats, all at plus 600, which is the shortest to win it. So, if you're looking for the Super Bowl winner, you're better off finding these longer odds. I believe right now um, the Bengals are sitting at. Add, you know 20 to 1 so this the longer shot my nfc pick and you guys are probably going to yell at me for this i like the arizona cardinals uh I, the 35 to 1 i i know people don't like cliff kingsbury but i think that division i didn't really get this much with the Bengals, but i also think that the afc north like it's it's you have two basically uh stopgap quarterbacks the two teams and the ravens are kind of one-dimensional and i just think the Bengals are going to have an easy time in that division and i think with the nfc it's kind of the same like the cardinals last year they did sweep the 49ers i'm out on trey lance like the bringing back jimmy g not naming him captain we may think it's dumb that means something it means that they're just not like really giving him the keys to the kingdom yet i don't trust them uh i think obviously the games versus the rams will be a battle and the seahawks that should be two wins right there uh the cardinals last year were scoring over 30 points a game with ease and now you add Hollywood Brown 
to Rondell Moore. You're going to get DeAndre Hopkins back week six. The addition of Zach Ertz late in that season last year, he was really good for them. James Conner was a nice surprise. They have some running back depth too. You know, Benjamin, other guys there. And I like their defensive pieces. I like their defensive line. I like what they do in the secondary. They added some guys there. Um, Trayvon Mullen and Justin Trade uh, at Buda Baker, one of the best safeties in the game. That, like Kyler, I know a lot of noise around him, but when he's playing, he's MVP level when he's playing at his best. So I, I really like the Cardinals. That There's always a surprise team. This will be kind of the surprise team. I think the Bengals, there's no reason to doubt the Bengals. They're only going to get better. They're a young team. So I like this match. Well, let me just give you some doubt. I like the 21st century defenders that they've drafted. And, you know, if if Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons and Buda Baker, all those guys are are fascinating pieces. They just have to actually arrive. I mean, Buda Baker has, but the younger guys need to actually make the splash that you kind of figured they would where they were drafted. Um, I hear your noise on that. The pushback on the back, by the way, if we get Bengals and Cardinals, that's going to be an eyesore of a Super Bowl uniform matchup. So vomit on that. Um, but the pushback on the Bengals is uh, beyond just the tw- last 20 years of history is first place schedule. And do you think the Bengals are going to beat the Steelers and Ravens four times like they did last year? If you don't, that's a, a big knock on where they are in the standings I right out of could. the gate. I think they could. I think there's no reason why they shouldn't sweep the Steelers. And I think there's no reason why they shouldn't sweep the Browns. And I, like I said, I think the like the Browns, the Ravens, sorry, lost Hollywood Brown. Like Rashad Bateman's number one hasn't really proven it himself yet. J.K. Dobbins coming into the season all banged up. They don't have Gus Edwards uh, for a bit. I mean, it's just like if you double cover Mark Mark Andrews, where are they really going to move the ball in the passing game? And yeah, like love the Ravens' defense. I love you know getting Kyle Hamilton. They always draft really well. They're going to have a lot of pieces there. But um, I, I could just see the the Ravens struggling with the Bengals to me the Bengals are a complete team they have uh great special teams too one of the best kickers in the league like that matters special teams matters like I just like their roster makeup and they finally got there and Joe Burrow is just like he has it he has the it factor he's a guy you trust in crunch time and like I said the biggest deficiency was their offensive line they added great pieces there there's no reason to doubt them just because of past we'll see his it factor this season that's when we'll know if he has the it factor because they are the target now go ahead first of all I love I love the guts of Spaghetti's picks. They're just fucking, they're just ballsy. And they're, you know, they're live a little, like fucking 35 to one. And I totally agree that the Kyler criticism is is almost forgetting his body of work before he had a terrible playoff game. Um, but I want to talk about Joe Burrow, who I think is a, is a special talent. If someone said, okay, you... You can choose which malady you want your your star quarterback to suffer, an obliterated ACL or an appendectomy. You'd be like, oh, obviously an appendectomy. He's already come back from the worst thing that can happen to you on a football field, and he was awesome. I'm so just talking I, about I, that. The appendix thing applies only to week one. I think once he gets banged around a little bit, but, you know, games I, can get I sideways mean, hey, by halftime sometimes. So Maybe – all that data about the Super Bowl loser is because those guys had appendixes. Have we ever tested it without an appendix? Anyway, I, I, I like... I'm a Jew. What, I wouldn't know. What I, don't go I like about, what I like about Spaghetti's uh, aggressive picks is he's, he's arguing for good football teams that... Vegas is undervaluing, which I always think is, you know, a great way to gamble your hard earned money. Um, so, so I, uh, I may sprinkle a little bit on the Cardinals. I do think to your bills point to our chargers point, 
the AFC is so loaded that that's a that's a tougher you know week to week. But uh, I definitely don't I don't have a prohibitive NFC favorite. I do think you know it's funny when I don't know when Spaghetti will post this, but uh, I, I'm on the Bills. I can say that I'm on the Bills tonight, or I was on the Bills if, if, they've, already, if they've already beaten the Rams. Um, and so I was texting with a buddy, and I'm like, it's the Bills tonight, right? It's the Bills. And then he said, uh, I don't like giving points on the road. And I said, oh, you're not giving points on the road. You're giving points at SoFi. Like, you know, it's like, it's like what's the, what, you know, <laughs> Josh, another false start for the Bills. Josh <laughs> Allen can't hear any, like what, like, right. so like that fast track, that's just going to be just as fun for Josh Allen. So anyway, I, we don't, you know, we don't know what's happened. We're taping this before the game. But I do, I do like the Bills, you know, which gets me to my kind of my my Rams hangover. It's like that thing. To your point about the Bills and the AFC, it's like the Bills are so hungry, right? You can't like they they are a team on a mission. There's only one acceptable right. result, and you just have to be a little fat and contented, you know, not Roethlisberger fat, but contented nonetheless. Um, if you're the Rams, like, wow. You John Ham for the five years following the rap of Mad Men. Just really let himself go. Like, where's the wow. next big ro- wow. you know, I'm just gonna eat I, rolls. It, I feel I'm like gonna this, eat rolls instead right. of get good ones. Well, this should all lead to an arm wrestling match between you guys at the draft next year. I would lose that. Uh, well, I mean, uh, that has nothing to do. I don't know. I mean, you're 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 saying you know he's he's a fat piece of shit. I, I didn't do anything. To, I didn't do a goddamn thing to that guy aside from from being raised a Jew, and that's reason enough to kick me out of the league. He wants so. his name on the trophy. That's stupid. He needs a trophy. He doesn't have enough. Doesn't have enough. He needs to be on a, on a dumb trophy. Listen to Look, yourself. I think I Listen believe, to yourself. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have my John Ham trivia right, but I think the year he won his Emmy. He's named after swine. That's my w- trivia. Was, him. I think like it was like we were on strike or everybody was on strike. Like I think like there wasn't an award show the year he won his Emmy. So you're goddamn right he wants his name on the trophy. He's earned it. Uh, anyway, the Rams. I, I uh, do I'd little- love for him to win another one so I could uh, Will Smith him. Although I wouldn't be there. Can I be your plus one if you get nominated so I can do that just in case he wins something? No, no worries about that. Uh, So Rams received a little bit. Um, I, you know, I like the Saints plus 300 uh, to win that division. And uh, while we're running through the Saints, uh, I don't, I don't mind the size of that number at Atlanta, right? That's, that's where they, they open Saints at Atlanta. Yeah. I, that's, that, that's gonna, I think that Saints defense, this is not going to be a good time for Marcus Mariota. Um, so, and I think the Cowboys regressed. So now, unless you're going Packers, we, and you and I both like the Vikings this week, then you got to come up with a little more exotic pick and I feel like Spaghetti's reasons and the number for the Cardinals were very, very compelling. And the fact that I got Kyler for $5 as my starting fantasy QB. Oh, you weren't there. Yeah, I got Kyler. Uh, by the way, the guru likes uh, the Drenchman to win the title. The guru, the guru says the Drenchman are low. Did I mention I don't give a good goddamn? Because if I didn't, let me tell you, I don't give a good goddamn. 
I was imagining as we hit the four hour mark of the draft, um, you you saying to Beth, I never did anything to the guy. I don't even get it. Like, why didn't he vote? Beth's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I thought you said you didn't care. Stop talking about oh, John. Well, see, you assume too much about the dialogue because I would never have said I don't care because I care very deeply. I know. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> Nobody cares more than the four or five time champion. We'll never know because there's no record of how many times you've won the title. No, it works the exact same way when people say, oh, they got an asterisk uh, Barry Bonds home runs or the Patriots Lombardis. They're already asterisks in our mind. Don't you know, And You don't have to impose a real one. Trophy. Grow up, everybody. Trophy. Now, let me give you my best bets because we're running so long here and I don't want to hold you up. And I'm talking to the audience, but also to, uh, to the two of you. I'm going to go. This is, you know, Chris Long, when he joined us a couple of weeks ago, he said it and it's spot on. You got to bet the Panthers or you're not a human being. You can't, one thing you can't, you can stay away from the Browns at Panthers, Panthers lay in two and a half, but you can't bet on the Browns. Shame the devil if you do that. I am actually going to go the extra mile. I'm taking Bake, chip on his shoulder and all. And more importantly, while I don't go with the people who are getting a little over their skis and taking the, the Panthers to the playoffs, I think that's not crazy. Um, I'm betting on their defense as much as anything. Look at who is, look at the pieces they have on that defense. That's what Matt Rule did in the first draft. They loaded up on defense and have continued to do that. They need a break from the football gods in the form of a healthy season for CMC. If they get that, you know, what What really are we getting down on them for? Meantime, Browns, two and a half in Charlotte. I'm taking the Chargers and Raiders to team up and go over 52 and a half. That feels like a gimme. And that uh, total seems a little low to me. 52 and a half for those two teams. Um, and I say the I'm taking the pack, the Vikes at home plus um, a point and a half. And then I'm taking the Broncos and Seahawks over 42 and a half. Gino will scratch out just enough. And I do think Russell Wilson has a celebration in front of his old pals there in Seattle hitting his uh, his fancy weapons from Denver. So I say they go over there. Hench, we're, you want to share any? So much, we're in so much agreement. It's uh, really? it's, it's it's crazy how many games we agree on, including, you know, the, the Panthers. Although, you know, <laughs> it's like, can we... Can we wait till week 12 to hate the Browns? Like, poor Jacoby Brissett didn't do anything. Like, wait a second. Why does Damashek hate me? I didn't do anything. Uh, but I agree that the the the, the Panthers. Uh, I learned it by watching Ham. That's why I learned it. I Just in, inexplicable hatred towards someone who's never done anything to you. Never done anything but support you. Um. La it was uh, what, what what year I was didn't it? like Top Gun too. I thought it oh was overrated. God. All the all the pandemic years blur together, but like, um, yeah, it must it must have been last year the Cowboys Bucks. Um, yes, you know I think Zerline had a big miss and and McCarthy with a, you know typically a couple of terrible decisions, of course. Yeah. Um, so it's a weird matchup for me because I see both those teams backsliding. But I think the Bucks backslide begins week one. Hmm. So 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 they get they 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 get back quicker than the Cowboys. 
I, I asked it to Will Brinson, then I asked it to you and Simmons uh, at the draft the other night, um, which again, we never have to speak about after we wrap this up. But um, do you think four options? This is the year where Belichick falls back, the year this is the year Brady falls back, both guys or neither guy. They do it for another year and they hold off uh, father time and all of that. Obviously, you're down on Belichick. How say you? Yeah, I mean, well, Belichick, I mean, I, it's that I don't think Kraft can show him the door and he just he's Belichick doesn't have any other interests in life. So I don't know how that ends. But you got to think, you know, if the very reputable New York Post, never wrong, uh, you know, it this has got to be it for Brady, right? You know, whatever, when Giselle was throwing the plates at him, he had to be ducking and saying, this is the last, one more, one more year. Like, I can't, you know, he can't, this is it. This is like, you know, don't show your face in this house if you go back uh, for for age 46. Oh, I'm sure he's done, I'm not sure, but I I, I I feel strongly- I think no. I'm saying, does he regress in in, in play? I mean, last um, year he led I, I the league think, in passing in a lot think, of you know, key uh, numbers. As the as the you know the Max Kellerman going to be right one of these years. It's just off by ten years, Max Kellerman. But I do think um, I don't know. I don't know why I'm just I'm a little a little down. I mean, you know, if you look at the the, the drafts, I'm sure you prepped like. You know, people don't don't think Mike Evans is going to have a big year. You know, I mean, obviously Godwin's coming back from the injury. Um, you know, I tried to steal Julio Jones for a dollar in my draft in my other league that we don't talk about, uh, and and somebody swooped in when I you know when you've got four spots for four dollars and you're actually going. 25 spots below. No one wants to hear about your fantasy team. Move along. Anyway, I didn't get Julio Jones, but I just don't, I don't know. I don't think the, I don't think the Bucks uh, are going to move the ball the way they have. And I mean, obviously defense still loaded. I think they can um, dominate but, you defensively is the point. But uh, I don't know. I just in week one, uh, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of Tony Pollard as he, uh, as he becomes the October feature back inevitably it feels. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm always lose money on the Cowboys. Why not start week one? And you're going Dolphins week one. We're both on the bill. Jags, Jags, Giants parlay. Okay, we got that. It's great. I like you're the, on the. I, I like all that lumber you're getting with your Steelers defense, which you disagree with me on. I like the Vikings with. The I'm not putting life. any money against. Obviously, I wouldn't bet against the Steelers in in real dollars. I you know I I, I could talk myself into them. Winning the game, I like obviously. The, uh, I like the Vikings with the best receiver on the field against the Packers. Um, I've already, you know, I'm already got my Bills winnings from whatever happened Thursday night. Right. Okay. Played. One last one. Spaghetti's NFC Super Bowl pick. The Cards um, catching six points at home against Mahomes. The reason for that is that half the Cardinals roster is banged up right now. It's very tempting to go with the home team there. Um, and a new look offense, Mahomes and everybody else can talk all they want about. We won't skip a beat. Yeah, you will. There's going to be an adjustment, but I, I, I'm going with KC in week one down in the desert. How say you on that one? I, you know, I, I toggled over this game. This probably was the game where I clicked on both sides the most. Hmm. So I actually have, and it's definitely not one of my best bets. So I actually have to go to our website 
extrapoints.com uh, and, and see where I ended up. Oh, wow, I did end up on the Chiefs. I, I was, I'm glad I checked because I thought, I thought maybe Spaghetti just talked me into the Cardinals are going to the Super Bowl and now I'm on the, now I'm betting against them getting six at home. But uh, I do, I, I do think the Chiefs will miss a beat, but that doesn't manifest in week one against the banged up Cardinals team. I guess I kind of agree with that. What I, where I, I thought you were going with the Belichick, is this the year of the Belichick regression? It's like the Belichick and Andy Reid both missed the playoffs this year. Well, I mean, that's one I've been talking about for six months. I mean, how zany would it be if the Patriots and the Steelers and the Chiefs all missed the playoffs? And that I, I think that's in play um, in a rugged AFC. The big news is we're all winners because football is now here. Real quick, I gave it out on the other one. I am very tepidly taking the Pitt Panthers in Akershire on, uh, against SEC would-be powerhouse, the Tennessee Vols, um, on national TV. I, I, I don't know how to feel about that, but I've been assured by Coach Pat Narduzzi that we're going to see a better version of the Pitt Panthers than we saw against the Mountaineers last week. So I'm going to go with that one. But we're in great shape because we are into the thick of it now. Hench, Spaghetti, the audience at large. We did it. We made it through the rugged offseason. Football is upon us. Not fantasy for all of us. But you know what? Let's do it. Uh, let's let's be big winners here enough so that Hench or whoever, maybe we could get a, a, a pool of money going together so we can buy a hey, trophy. Hey, let me ask you this. This will be my, for Hench and Ham. This will be my stupid. parting, my parting uh, question. Um, stupid trophy. Had you been able to look into the future, I mean, I guess I know it's a rhetorical question, but like, you know, you used Ham as an actor to kick me out as a prop, human yes. prop. Yes. Like you actually, you could have done what what Sal did to you with the checkmate. Ham could have done the coin flip and then you could have just gone, hey, buddy, you're gone. Which I guess, I guess you'll yes. do some version of the next time you win the league. <laughs> oh, there will be no intrigue when Damashek, oh, yeah. okay. when yeah. the cool cats, go. when, when they hoist a figurative, not literal trophy the next time, there will be no mystery around who is, is getting the kick out. Well, it, you have early to create, September. you have to create some air of suspense just to get them physically there. Because if you, if you just decree it, upon a winning, I'll say the trophy, obviously metaphor, uh, then they just won't show up at the draft, you know, or Trevor will come to take it on the chin for ham. So I don't know how you're going to do it, but you have to create some expectation that ham and Trevor might have to draft. Well, I think like blood being in Scotland, I, I think uh, ham, when he takes over the role, the lead role in murder, she wrote when they, when they update that one, he might be on set doing that, but either way, he's getting the boot. Um, and that's that. And there's nothing. Well, obviously flow is more of an Angela Lansbury type. So ham would be number two on the call sheet in the murder. She wrote remake, uh, <laughs> flow, flow does him a solid and books him as the guy who gets murdered. Uh, wait a second. Hold on. If who's I might, that body lay, who's that I, beautiful, ruggedly uh, handsome body laying on the floor. Uh, Did you ever watch mad men? That's uh, uh, wait a second. Fletch, Jessica Fletcher. Am I right? It's like, wow, 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, maybe, we've maybe we've officially gone on too long. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Good times, Hench. As always, uh, best wishes with your bets. Enjoy week one. All of you within the sound of my voice, enjoy week one. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday night. Me and Spaghetti, Mr. Lister. All If you like sports trivia, I think you're going to like what we do on Spotify Live. Track that one down, 7 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, go to ExtraPoints.com. All the great podcasts getting you right for pro football, college football, the other sports, too. Check those out and play along with us in the arcade. Um, a number of games there for you to fill out before the weekend arrives. And uh, with all that being said, we'll be back after NFL Week 1. Try and make sense of what we just saw and look ahead to Week 2. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>